Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. All right, we got some breaking news this afternoon. The New York Post, man, they are all over this story and have been from the beginning. They've got contacts with the family members of the three members or three men who were found dead, frozen to death in the backyard of that Northland home. And they tell, they being the family members, tell the New York Post this afternoon that the toxicology reports, the initial toxicology reports are in and that cocaine and other illegal drugs were apparently found in the systems of the three men who were found frozen to death outside of a home last month in the Northland. Family members of David Harrington, Clayton McGinney, and Ricky Johnson had been anxiously awaiting the results of the report to offer clues as to what happened to the three friends before they were discovered outside of Jordan Willis's Kansas City rental home on January 9th. January 9th is a Tuesday. The men were at that home to watch a game on the 7th. That was a Sunday. So authorities are saying, you know, we're not going to talk about this today. Um, The prosecutor's office is referring all questions to the Kansas City, Missouri Police Department. I don't know that they knew this story was going to drop as quickly as it did. Um, But we want to bring in good friend of the program, Tracy Spradlin, uh, with Spradlin Kennedy Law Firm, criminal defense attorney around town. I know you have handled cases like this uh, without some of the obvious puzzling elements in the backyard, Tracy. But but people want answers here. And so, first of all, thank you for joining us. (laughs) It's good to hear your voice. Well, I think I'm, you know, the one on your speed dial. You can just call whenever you need me in five minutes. What are you doing? Will you please call in? Uh, but but people want to know. Well, yeah. Do I not have a life? You is know, that what it is? You know, I am your life. People want to know: um, <laughs> Was there a crime when something like this happens, or was there not a crime? And it, it, it's not always as black and white as I think people would think. No, and I mean in this case, I think the police have come out several times and said they're not investigating this as a homicide, and really, unless they can find out who supplied these drugs. I don't know that anybody's going to get charged. In fact, I would be probably shocked if there were any charges unless they can somehow find how these drugs came to be in these people's systems. Can you give us an example, Tracy, because you have had cases similar. Other attorneys you know have had cases similar where there is a group and let's say some bad adult decisions or choices are made. What are the circumstances under which, which it could be a crime and then again, which it could not be a crime? Sure. So in this 
case, we have an epidemic going on right now where people are consuming drugs that are laced with fentanyl, and fentanyl is extremely dangerous, and even small quantities can result in an overdose in their death. But voluntary consumption of those doesn't necessarily mean that there's a crime unless you can trace back to the person that has created those and is dealing those and is putting people in jeopardy of their life. And so if four consenting adults are using drugs that they all purchase voluntarily from someone else, then you can't charge simply the one that did not die unless he was the one providing these drugs to the other people and had some idea of what he was providing them. But we, you said if we ever find out who, and I'm paraphrasing you, so forgive me, Tracy, but, uh, and thank you for joining us. Uh, if they can figure out who provided the drugs, there was a fifth person uh, who left around or claims to have left around midnight the night of the game who who could provide some details potentially, right? Yes, and I think he has counsel now. I've seen a couple statements, um, you know, about that and, and what he may know, and, and it sounds like he's been somewhat cooperative to the extent that we can read about in, in the news with providing information on that. And then the neighbors, you know, provided information about what they've seen. But, I mean, it it's one of those where until we know more or if phones are right. searched or if, if things come to light, there may never be any resolution that ends with anybody getting charged here. Well, what, what do you chalk up to the fact that the, uh, the guy who was renting the property, who his attorney's claim uh, was asleep for two days, what do you uh, make of the fact that he's uh, allegedly checked himself into rehab? Well, I think it, it fits with the narrative that these gentlemen were engaging in some celebratory actions that were not necessarily legal after a chief's victory. And I mean, it could be as simple as three of the four people smoked. And so they take these drugs and they go outside to have a cigarette and they, you know, have an overdose there and that's where they fall. And then the other gentleman who is still alive is now checked into rehab passed out inside and was not in the elements and was not, you know, succumbing to that fentanyl overdose potentially. And we're just speculating that that's what it was. I mean, have we, to my knowledge, the New York Post keeps saying that they froze to death, but we don't actually know if it was. Yeah, we don't actually know that. We don't know. I I think that we're waiting on the autopsy and and, and other results for that as well, Tracy. Let me ask you as a cautionary tale for our parents of teenagers or college kids listening right now. You have seen these cases where young adults uh, decide to engage in this type of behavior and there have been charges. And I, so, so I think with all of the heat on this case and everyone is talking about it, is there not an opportunity through you and your expertise and all of the cases you've seen over the years where parents can say to even their college kids, look, this is out there, this is happening, and these are the potential legal consequences, even if everyone is engaging in this willingly and having a good time. Oh, it's terrifying, Dana, especially terrifying now as, as the mom myself of, you know, I've had clients overdose with fentanyl, you know, who have gone and taken party drugs and things like that. And then if you are the one supplying those drugs to other people and then they die, you know, then you can be open to charges too. But we do have safe haven laws in place that if, you know, you call about someone having an overdose and you're trying to help them, then you can't be charged in that situation. Um, And that's to encourage people to help when you have someone in an active overdose or who's consumed something and you're worried about that. So, but I mean, to your point, it is terrifying what 
it has become, and we are having and experiencing fentanyl overdoses daily here. It is an epidemic because you just do not know what is in the drugs that you're getting from other people. And it is cocaine is getting cut with fentanyl because it's much cheaper to produce than cocaine. And you know how dangerous just a small amount of fentanyl can be. And when we have people in the throes of addiction, they often cannot separate the danger of that from the consequences of getting high. Tracy, we we have had the police department come out and say that 100% this is not being investigated as a homicide case. We've talked about that a couple of times already since you've been on the air. Having said that, does the one surviving party goer, if you will, uh, is he at risk for civil consequences potentially? I, I mean, it really, you would need a lot more information about what happened there and who knew what, the fact that these people were outside, he wasn't. You, yeah. I mean, we would just be speculating at this point what he knew. It, maybe they all went outside to do it away from him, so he wouldn't know. But, I mean, there is a fifth person that may have information, and it sounds like he's come forward at least to substantiate or distinguish some parts of what was released from right. Uh, but Tra- Tracy, I, I want to be clear. Let's say there are five people at a party, not even these five people. Let's make this as generic as we can. And they are doing recreational drugs that accidentally have fentanyl in it. They don't know it. And let's say three people die and two survive. Just because two people survive does not mean they are charged criminally. Just being a survivor doesn't mean you're guilty, I guess, is what you're saying. Correct. Correct. Right. You would have to be able to link that to the activity that led to the other people's death and, and that you furthered that. You purchased it, you gave it to them, or you had knowledge of that. Tracy Spradlin with Spradlin Kennedy Law Firm here in Kansas City, good friend of the program. Always great to talk to you. Thank you for your time. I will wait on bated breath for Dana's next call. It, it will be at, it'll be at 6.05. Be well, be safe. I'll call you tonight. I uh, love you both. She wants to grab drinks. We'll see you later. <laughs> Goodbye. All right, Tracy Spradlin, good friend of the show. Dana Wright. Sam Stevie the third. My name is Scott Parks. 913-586-7798-586-7798. So the early toxicology report is out, according to family members who spoke with the New York Post regarding the three men who were found dead in the backyard of a Northland home a couple of weeks ago. And family members tell the New York Post, and this is according to News Nation as well, that cocaine and other illegal drugs, they don't specify which ones, were reportedly found in toxicology reports from three Kansas City Chiefs fans who were found frozen to death outside of a home last month. Uh, By the way, a couple of Metro uh, news agencies have also confirmed with KCPD uh, that report. That it was cocaine and quote, other illegal that, drugs. That was found in the early toxicology report, okay. yeah. And and what, what those other illegal drugs are, we do not know. Uh, Kathy in Kansas City, 586-7798. We'll take this to the bottom of the hour. Kathy, good afternoon. Hello. Hello. Uh, Dana was asking the question, why is everybody fascinated by this? And I don't really think it's uh, the drugs. I think the thing is, is that we got cameras on every corner we got the cell phones we got this that and the other thing for super uh surveillance and so how did these two men 
you know, for 48 hours, nobody knew they were dead or in in some health issue. Yeah. And Kathy, thank you for the call. I mentioned this earlier, but I think it bears repeating. It is sad that we lose so many people to overdose in this community, sure. whether it's opioids or, or something else. Mm-hmm. It's, it's heartbreaking that it happens. However, it happens every single day in every single city where you are listening. And ask any police officer or prosecutor or medical examiner. They will tell you this is an epidemic and it's right at our doorstep. We are no different than any other community in the country. Had this happened inside of a home or in a basement or in a car where people are found needing a a Narcan jolt or something like that, this would not be in the news, period. I agree. It is only in the news because of the delay in discovering these men and the fact that it was freezing cold outside. That's how bad this epidemic is, that if we reported on every drug overdose death in town every day, it's all we would be talking about every day, and that's sad. Well, I, but back to the previous caller's point, the lack of answers, and, and I'm not blaming the police department for this. I, I understand. But if the that, men were inside, we would no, no one would have right. picked this story right. up. So, and, and that is the answer I think so many people want, is how is it that three grown men can be outside I mean, did they all die at the exact same time? And I think, follow me here, based on what we're learning today and, and what we've kind of thought based on some wink, wink, nod, nod all along from, from people who either know the men or know about the case, is that there are certain substances out there that you may or may not know that you're taking mm-hmm. that are so toxic and deadly to the human body that that is the result. And, and honest to God... Maybe I don't want to call this any kind of silver lining. Do not get me wrong. But if this spurs a conversation tonight at the dinner table where you open this up and talk to your kids about it, and we we always say one pill can kill, one pill can kill. You don't ever take an Adderall from someone. Oh, this is an Adderall. Never, ever, ever do that. And Mm -hmm. dot, dot, dot. Mm -hmm. This is why. This is why. Well, and we spoke to Captain John Diaz about it for an hour one day. Granted, fentanyl has not been mentioned in this case, but he brought up the point that even a piece of sugar, fentanyl the size of a piece of sugar is enough to kill you. Mm. Mm. Grain of sugar? I I just think if if you can use this somehow as a springboard or a catalyst to have the conversation at home, because all the kids are talking about this, it's on TikTok, and just say this so sad that we're hearing there was some stuff that came back in toxicology. And this mm-hmm. is your reminder that they went over there to have a great time. They were going to watch the chiefs game. Like everybody else, they did not come home. Stop focusing on the elements and outside focus on what most likely led to that mm. and mm. hammer it home with your kids. Well, and I had that conversation, you know, for whatever reason, and Sam says it's all over TikTok and Instagram and whatever, but th- this is a story that for, for a myriad of reasons, I think, and I'm not going to go over them again, has generated not only national attention, but even to some extent, lesser extent, international attention, but has also strangely generated the attention of young people. So much so that my my 23-year-old daughter was at the house uh, 
last week and was asking me questions about it. Like, hey, Dad, what do you, what do you know about the three guys who were found dead in the backyard? Like, how the hell do you know? When did you start watching local news? She's, it's all over the internet. And I said, babe, it's a great question. I said, I don't know. But to your point, Dana, I took that opportunity as she was sitting on the couch. I said, let these men be a lesson. We don't know what caused their death. We still don't know. But we do know how quickly it can happen. But what we do know is the toxicology report is apparently back, according to family members who spoke to the New York Post, and that cocaine and other illegal drugs were found in their system. What those other drugs are, we don't know yet. Family didn't tell the New York Post. Police aren't talking. But I took that opportunity to tell Sarah, let's speculate here for a minute (laughs) that these men went outside to have a smoke or whatever, and they had done some illegal drugs, and maybe those drugs contain fentanyl. Let that be your lesson. This is not something to screw around with. I wake up every morning, I thank God for two things. Well, uh, among others. That we didn't have cell phones with cameras when we were kids, and fentanyl was nowhere to be found. My God. Quick break. Telephone number is 913-586-7798-586-7798. Here on Dana and Parks. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Well, you know, since nobody's ever been hurt running into the Independence Avenue Bridge, I feel comfortable saying this. This is a sad day for Kansas City. What are we going to talk about? What are we going to laugh about? Who are we going to make fun of? Oh, Why it's did not it take this stop. long? <laughs> it's not going to stop. At long last, according to Channel 9's story here that uh, cleared about two hours ago, at long last, has the Independence Avenue Bridge met its match? Mm. What? The city, for reasons still unknown, has installed a warning system in front of the bridge near Wilson Avenue and Topping. Kansas City's most infamous bridge has garnered local and national attention due to all the semi-trucks that have struck it over the years. Officials started in 2022 to work with the Kansas City Terminal Railroad to implement a warning system for larger trucks approaching the bridge. This was our idea. I'm sorry I'm going to say it right now. (laughs) 
They need to name those cans D and B and B and D and B and D and B and D. How long ago did we say this is what they needed to do? Uh, two or three years ago. It was a while ago. Maybe four. And how much do those dangly little things on chains cost? I mean, we're talking, what, $7 each? This is a very cost-effective... Um, it's like basically when you pull into your garage at night. Mm-hmm. You know old people have the string with the tennis ball on it? Right, so they know exactly how far to yeah. pull in. Right. You just pull in until the tennis ball hits your windshield, and right. then you stop, and then you don't get your front of your car all banged up on the refrigerator or whatever you got in there. This is basically that for dummies who don't understand what 12 feet is. Well, I, I would agree with you except for when you're pulling into your parked or to park your car in the garage, you're not traveling 40,000 pounds right. at 40 miles an hour. Right. <laughs> and this is a downhill slope into this bridge area. Something tells me that we're going to have some busted up PVC and still have trucks hitting the bridge. Uh, okay, there we go. I want to hear from our truckers because I know we have a lot of truckers who listen to the program. Do those little dangly PVC chain pipes work? As in, are you, if you're not paying attention to the bridge that says caution flashing mm-hmm. 12 feet clearance and you're driving a 14 foot truck, are you really going to pay attention to the dangly things? Number one, that's question number one. Question number two, how loud is it on your truck when you hit the dangly things? And do you know it when you've hit the dangly things? All right. Most semi-tractor trailer trucks are 13 and a half feet tall. Yeah. That's taller than the the, the opening. The bridge is 12. What I'm curious about is at 13 and a half feet, is that the trailer? Because the tractor is a little bit lower. You would know as a truck driver how tall your load was. No, I understand that. What I'm saying is, will, will these little fiberglass dangly curtains or whatever they're calling it, would that hit the tractor or would that hit the trailer? Because if it hits the tractor, you know, you'd the, hear it. You, you would know it the as cab. a driver. You, yeah, the cab. Yeah. Uh, would you, you would hear that and you'd be like, oh my gosh. Uh, oh, okay. Are they like but, my chimes that don't chime? But, but if it hits your trailer, yes. would you even hear would it? Would you even hear it? Now, keep in mind, we've talked about the can opener. I, I believe it's in Durham, North Carolina. Is that where Durham is? Yep. Yes. Uh, we've talked about that bridge many, many times because it has its own website. And they even added a stoplight before that bridge so that every vehicle has to stop and look and see, yeah. oh, that's not 13.6, and trucks still run into it. I don't know that it's going to work, Scott. I think it's going to stop some of it. But I'm going to tell you right now, the first truck that the Independence Avenue Bridge eats for lunch, <laughs> it's going to start getting funnier Yes. When the trucks hit it. 913-586-7798-586-7798. would love to hear from those of you who are truck drivers. And we know we have a lot of you in the audience. The average tractor trailer is 13 and a half feet tall. The Independence Avenue Bridge is 12 feet. But is that 13 and a half your tractor or is it your trailer? And if it's your trailer, would you hear it? In the tractor. Steve in Leavenworth, 586-7798. Steve, good afternoon. Hello. Hey, guys. How are we doing today? We're doing really well, man. Thank you. And you do have a valid point. The trailer is, what, 13.6, not the tractor. Um, And you got to think, that trailer's eight foot behind the driver, and you'll probably have the stereo going, you know, the CB going. They're not going to hear these things hit the trailer. And if they do, they put these warning systems after your last chance to turn around before the bridge. So 
So if you do hit these things, there's nowhere to stop and turn around. Oh, okay. They did. Do, do, do they need to put them further back? Yeah, and now I'm speaking of the westbound um, lanes. I'm not sure about the eastbound. Okay. I see the westbound every day coming home from work. So the, the, it's a good idea, but it's a very poor follow through. What does it sound like when one hits it? Is it a clanging noise? It's more of like a, I don't know, bang a spoon on a PVC pipe. That's what it'll sound like. Okay. Well, that's good. Now we, we got some noise. Right. I, I can understand that. And you would you yeah, would potentially not hear that in the cab of the truck? I really don't think so because westbound independence right at the bridge, you're going downhill. And if truckers got their Jake brakes on, Making that kind of racket, you're, I really don't think they're going to hear it. And you and you can't lower it enough where it would hit the windshield, which would obviously get right. the driver's attention. Bang! Because that runs the risk of breaking the windshield, right? Absolutely. The only trucks that might benefit from it are the ones that have the big um, the big spoiler on the cab that directs wind over the trailer. Hmm. But <laughs> I don't I don't see this working that well. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Uh, somebody has an interesting point. Uh, I don't know how you would make this work. I'm sure there are ways. Why not if if your tractor trailer hits the fiberglass curtain yeah. that they've now installed in front of yeah. the Independence Avenue Bridge? You Avenue get tased. Bridge? No. Clang, no. <laughs> <laughs> clang. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. First you hear EMP. a clang. <laughs> and then you feel it. And then you feel it. <laughs> All up and down your body. Why can I not move? <laughs> I'm frozen in time. Just lost control of my bladder. <laughs> and my bowels. <laughs> uh, somebody says, could could we make it work where if you hit the fiberglass curtain, it signals lights on the bridge that basically say, turn around. Stop. Like, eh, eh, yeah, eh. Stop. Stop. You mean the flashing yellow lights that are uh, yes, around Sam. the 12-foot, yes, the obvious zero inches. yellow lights that are already I, I, I want to read Those. Mayor Lucas's tweet here. Excited to see safety improvements with the installation of a warning curtain before drivers reach the Independence Avenue Bridge. We love our undefeated champion, <laughs> but want to ensure drivers and goods are safe and the bridge gets a rest from its eating schedule for a while. And I replied, we have so many questions. Like, is it going to hit the cab? Is it going to hit the trailer? Um, one trucker says with brakes downhill plus music, he thinks drivers won't hear it. And then I laughed and thought, do you know what drivers will hear? The crunch when they hit the bridge. <laughs> I missed the clang, but I heard the crunch. Uh, from the text line, they th these trucks are traveling too fast. Those things are only going to add to our unfortunate entertainment. Um, do -do 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 -do. Let me see what else is in here. But in reference to the sound, Dana, I know you're a huge fan of wind chimes. Yeah. Or not wind yeah. chimes. The non-chiming chimes. Those big wooden wind chimes that make a deep, hollow sound. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. That is not what I was thinking, but... What, 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 <laughs> those what, pipes, what that, the that, pipes that you blow into. What, what would they sound like? Ooh, ooh. Huh? Those pipes that you blow like into. Like an owl? Anyway, go ahead. No, that would be similar to the sound. It's not a hoo-hoo. It's more like a deep thud, but yeah. <laughs> Do you I'm know what they should use flute. when you hit the wind flute? <laughs> Was that a bird? Clang! I feel like they should have consulted us. If the city we had were said, offering them I advice know. for free, we telecast it. But should they not have said, let's circle back around 
to Dana and Parks like and say, if we're going to do the hangy down thingies, like what are some ideas that you might have based on your years of research mm-hmm. and discovery mm-hmm. when it comes to this issue? Uh, being that the two of you are basically traffic engineers. Yeah, I mean, I think wiser I'm than anybody else. Waiting we have for on my staff. key from the city. Yeah. I hope they bought a lot of extra PVC piping. Strangely, they never called us. Does it crack? Like, if you whack it, does it... Can it... Um, yes. It kind of looks like when you see <laughs> Take One, the perforated edges at the end of a uh, flyer. Where it'll, say, it'll say, take a phone number at the perforated edges at the end of the flyer. Right. That's what this looks like. But yes, if you hit that PVC piping with enough speed, it will absolutely break. Uh-huh. I, would, I would imagine that it's not going to last one warning... It's going to be. I give it two weeks and it's going to look like a man who's lost a bunch of teeth down below. That's a wood flute. <laughs> that's Not what, what I, I was thought. referencing. That's what I thought. You want them to play Kenny G? Oh, <laughs> 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 well, I better stop. Is that a kazoo? I, I think I need to slow down. I just heard a noise. <laughs> <laughs> I've been warned. I can't. Does it crack? Like if you whack it, does it, can it, um, uh, yes. <laughs> yes the smooth does. tones brought to you the, by the greatest of Kenny G. The, the plastic when hit by a large moving vehicle going 45 miles an hour will break. Uh, <laughs> Ashley in Bonner Springs. Ashley, good afternoon. Welcome. Hello. How are you guys? We doing? are doing so well. Thank you for asking. Well, thank you for having me. So, and, and, response to the bridge thing so that bridge has been eating up trucks since i was a kid um and now i drive semis and i've seen for myself i've never experienced it because i know better but because that thing has been like that for so long i feel the only way that can be avoided is going to take a lot of time money and probably effort that will never go into it is it would have to be raised or they would have to make that whole street a no truck zone yes because that's the only way that's going to be solved because there's times where our GPS will send us down all types of streets that we have no business being down. And we really don't know that until we get there. And it's very difficult to back up, especially if you got cars behind us. Yeah. And, and I remember back in the day, people used to say all the time how scared they were of semis, but that's not the case anymore. People are so bold now around semis that give us no leeway no no room yep so even if we needed to back down the street we wouldn't have an ability to do that so that would be the only way to do that because and they can't scoop it out actually they can't scoop it out below or it'll flood it'll be a flood risk right right so they just need to make that either a no truck zone at all or or i don't know that that would probably be the only way they could do it is making no trucks go down there whatsoever it's it doesn't have enough room anyway really for us to be down there how long wait how long have you been in this town and known that trucks were hitting this so i i was raised in bonner springs and i've been frequenting um missouri since i was a kid so i'm 37 um so i would say somewhere around 30 years Um, it's been like that. And I've been driving semis now for about five years and I've had many of situations where you're going under and it might not even have, um, 
you know, they're supposed to let us know in advance of how tall it is. Because, yes, we do know how tall our trucks are. Some of them have them even written on the sides of the tra- of the trailers there hmm. of how tall it is. But the tractors themselves, they come in different sizes. So you have some series that don't have any top fannings. And so they might not get hit, but the rest of the trailer could. Um, so those things are made out of fiberglass, which is the same things our vehicles are made out of. And anytime we touch uh, um, a regular size vehicle, they shatter. It, it's it's like playing with Legos. So it's not going to it's not going to protect anybody. Okay, Ashley, thank you for the call. Do you do you realize the the wisdom that she just imparted on this entire town? What I got from that phone call was that many 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 mayors have come and gone, incredible mayors and leaders of this town. And the entire time, the Independence Avenue Bridge has been eating trucks. So Kay Barnes, we have the ballroom named after her. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Mark Funkhauser. We have Sly James. Uh, think of all of the mayors going all the way back 30 years that could have fixed this and did not. And for that reason, I think we need to name the plastic pipe whacking things after Mayor Quentin Lucas. I, I think that's fine. I, I think the Quentin Lucas wind chimes is, is, is a perfect uh, the Quentin Lucas his. wooden plastic pipe whacking mechanism brought to you by the Independence Avenue Bridge. That's a little wordy. Can we condense it down into a... None how, of those about, other about, mayors could about, have gotten this how done. About, how about just the Quentin Lucas wind chimes? What's they're not that? wind chimes. Well, basically. That's pretty much what they're going to Not going to stop a truck. ask a question because i don't understand how this technology works but when you use gps right if there's a road closure mm-hmm. it tells you Yeah, well, sometimes well all right you're right you're right um is there not a way to just whomever the the brainchild is behind gps yeah to just incorporate um some sort of a mechanism like a danger sign al- danger ahead or, a low bridges algorithm yeah 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 well, algorithms are very expensive to make because they require a load of coding. Uh, and I guarantee you they look at it and say, well, most not people don't have to bridge. worry about it. Yeah. So we're not going to spend the money to come up with the algorithm don't, don't to make you remember, this an option. Scott, was this when you were gone where a dad left a birthday party for his kid? And the kid and the mom went in one car and the dad went in another car and he was like, okay, I'm going to meet you back at home. This was DR. Yep, GPS put him over in the dark a bridge that has been washed out for, what, two years, Sam? About like 20 years, And so yeah. the locals all knew the bridge was washed out. There is no bridge. It's like gone. Gone. His car, this is so sad. Oh, my gosh. Yep, just driving along, driving along, GPS, you know, in four miles, turn ahead. So he's driving, driving, driving. There are no lights. It's completely dark oh, out. Oh, no. Scott, yeah. And he ends up in the river? He did not survive. Oh, I'm so sorry. And so... They we, had blockades up, but those washed away, the too. Blockades had washed up. Somebody had moved the metal pole that comes down that says, do not cross. And GPS was like, keep on going. Four miles. You got go it, left buddy. You've got this. <laughs> and so there's this massive civil lawsuit saying, like, GPS should have told me this. The city should have blocked this. But, like, part of the bridge was on private property. It's kind of this weird thing. It literally led him to his death. Oh, my. And so I, do you always trust GPS? I mean, not after I read that story, I don't. Let's go to James in Independence. James, good afternoon. You get the last word. Hello. 
All right. Well, I was just going to say I haven't seen it yet, but if those chains are hanging down too low, they're going to catch that trailer. And if it's not supported well, it's going to pull that whole mechanism down in the first strike. You know what I mean? I mean, if it's 14 foot in the air, you got two foot of chain going down to 12 foot. Is it like a um, stoplight arm, James, that comes all the way across one way? I'm trying to. I have not. Yeah, I I don't know. So, but I would think like Taco Bell or McDonald's, those have uh, the same thing. I am a truck driver as well. And to answer your question on the GPS, they do sell at truck stops. They sell GPSs just for truckers. You can put all your information on what truck you're driving, how tall it is, and it'll find the best route to avoid places like that. Yeah, but James, the difference, and thank you for the call, between an Arby's or an overhang on a Chick-fil-A or something is that truckers all know they can't fit under those. With mm-hmm. a bridge, truckers assume you can fit under all of them except the one. It does look like a stoplight arm, and typically those have a breakaway because if you run into <laughs> that pole, it needs right. to break away. All right, over under on when it breaks. Come on. Two weeks. Tomorrow. No, I don't think it's going to be tomorrow. I'm going to give it two weeks. Two weeks. And that sucker's coming down. <laughs> if there's a God in heaven, <laughs> and I think there is. We got to run. On behalf of our producer today, the finest man in these United States, the great Sam Stevie III, ladies and gentlemen, my good friend and co-host Dana Wright. My name is Scott Parks, and God willing, we are back tomorrow at 2 o'clock for Festivus Friday. Have a wonderful night. Be safe, be well, and be good. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 